Faith Family in the Forest, what is up? We are so glad to have you here today with us. I'm your host, Oliver. And I'm Anna Beth. I'm back from Haiti, you guys. And you will hear all about that mission trip in the next episode, which is such a good one. Yeah, it's coming up January 30th, but today's episode is so amazing. We have some special people on the episode, and we just really enjoyed it. It was probably one of our favorites that we've done so far. Absolutely. We have Elizabeth and Sam. Elizabeth is both mine and Oliver's BFF, and then her husband Sam's okay, too. (laughs) No, he's one of my BFFs. Yeah, he's great. And so this episode... They are, neither of them are related to the military in any way, but I think it's super relatable actually to military people and then non-military people as well. So I hope y'all enjoy it. Yes. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Faith Family in the Forest. We are so excited you guys are here with us today. Today we have special guest. Yes, we have some of our best friends on the show today, Elizabeth and Sam, and I've known Elizabeth since high school. We met when I moved to Sinatobia, and we just clicked and became really good friends, but I think Oliver and Elizabeth have known each other since, like, preschool. Since way back in the day, like the 90s, back in the good old times, but... Yeah, so I've known Elizabeth a little bit longer than Annabeth. And well, kind of a lot longer, yeah, but... Numbers. Yeah. But Sam and I have known each other kind of since freshman year at Ole Miss a little bit when Elizabeth and Sam started dating, mm-hmm. but we'll let them talk all about that. So. Yeah. So today I want y'all to introduce each other instead of introducing yourselves, because that's okay. a little fun. All right. Well, this is Sam. Sam is from... Colleyville, Texas, which is right between Dallas and Fort Worth, and we met at Ole Miss. He was studying Spanish. He went on to get his master's in Spanish, and now he works for the Mississippi State Government, and we live in Jackson, and he's my husband. He's a good one. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) And this is Elizabeth. She is, as previously stated, from Senatobia. She's about to be done with pharmacy school. Yay. Finally, we're all very excited, and yeah, we met at Ole Miss, been dating for a long time, and now we're married, and it's great. Yeah, I've been married almost, well, when this comes out, yeah, it'll, it'll have been, been a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, year. a year of good. How was is, how is the first year of marriage? Not too bad. It's been really <laughs> fun. It's been really fun. Yeah. I think we've both enjoyed it, and I feel like when we were getting married, everybody, there were always two very polar opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, the first year's the hardest. I heard yep. that a lot. And we then did I also too. heard that, yep. you know, the first year you're in your honeymoon phase and it's a lot of fun and exciting and then it gets hard. Um, and so, but I, I wouldn't say either one. I don't think it was particularly hard. I think we had a good time. But I also don't think that this is the best it's going to be. I think it's going to get better every year. So I hope so. The first year has been <laughs> great so. and yeah. looking forward for many more. We tell everybody that's getting married that we know, like our friends, that marriage is so fun because we really have we've had so much fun being married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it only gets better, right? Yeah. yeah. So far. We hear with so. age. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So y'all did some long distance dating, like yeah very long distance yeah so talk about that and give people some advice on it 
So we were dating for five years before we got married. We met in 2012, and we did both go to Ole Miss, but that means that every summer, every holiday, um, you know, we were, we were apart. Sam's from Dallas. It was about eight and a half hours away. And he also studied abroad and went over, you know, to different countries a lot as well. So collectively over the five years, we spent two and a half years long distance. That's and like 50%. 50- yeah. That's 50%. 50%. Good masculine. Yeah. That was 50%. So we spent 50% and usually almost always it was not, you can't make a day trip and visit each other. Right. You know, in the last six months before we got married, we were conveniently located. But before that, I mean, it was at least eight and a half hours apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was long distance. And I think we talked a lot about kind of in preparation to, to talk to you all about long distance. We, we talked about how it helped us grow as being more selfless. Yeah. Um, my example was that, you know, when you're single or even when you're dating someone but you're in the same town, you kind of get to do whatever you want. And once you become long distance, you have to start devoting the things that you like to them. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you want to go out to eat at night, you're like, but I haven't talked to Sam all day. I really need to FaceTime him. You kind of have to start devoting your time to the other person in order to make sure that they feel needed and wanted from very far away and your resources you know when you're having to drive a long way you know be it two and a half hours or eight hours mm-hmm. you're gonna have to fill up your gas tank yeah. exactly. and so it's planning budgeting for that expense um but then also i think on a more emotional level it's you know when you're long term or long distance dating you got to commit to go see the person you know it's not always easy it's not always convenient it's not always fun to make those long trips but it's worth it when you get there and you know without that commitment to at least make an appearance to see each other face to face I think it can make it get more and more difficult so that would be my number one thing is go see the person make that commitment what's the what's the furthest distance y'all have been apart Um, well, Sam lived in Uruguay in South America for about six months. And then, so that was really far, but I'm not sure because he also went to Spain for a month. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure the distance, like if Spain or Uruguay were far, but that's pretty far. Right. Yeah. And then you also have the time difference of trying to talk to each other. Yeah. I don't know what the differences in those but Spain was uh, I think seven hours and so that made it hard because you know you're in the middle of your day when Elizabeth's waking up right Uruguay wasn't too bad I think it was a three-hour difference and then when the daylight savings time happened in the U.S. it It became two hours so that that wasn't you know terrible but the distance yeah. mm-hmm. was tough. I think yeah. the number one thing for long-distance relationships, and, I mean, we don't have experience in the forces at all, but, you right. know, it's something that it resonates with anyone doing long-distance, mm-hmm. is that you have to have trust because you don't yeah. know what they're doing 24-7. Even if you do make an effort to visit or talk on the phone or even just shoot a text here or there, you have no <laughs> idea 
And so it has to boil down to the person you're with has to trust you and you have to trust them. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you ever don't feel like a hundred percent, bring it up, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't harbor those feelings mm-hmm. and just say it'll be easier. It'll get better when they return or when we get yeah. back together, you have to talk it out because yeah. it's just going to snowball. And you'll have to be understanding of each other. You have to understand that, okay, maybe your significant other is going to be feeling like a little bit nervous or jealous or anything. And you can't just get <clears throat> mad at them for that. You right. have to try to be understanding about it. So that was another thing that we I don't know that we've never really talked about this, but you know, when Sam was in Uruguay at first, he was a lot, he spent a lot of time by himself, had a lot of hard emotions to, you know, get through Mm -hmm. loneliness. And that was one of my favorite semesters in school because we had a lot going on and I was having a great time and I miss Sam very deeply, but it's hard when you have such contrasting emotions and And experiences. Really sick. Was that when you got really sick too? I did. I got pretty sick yeah. for a couple weeks down there and yeah. got to experience the uh, probably the bougier side of the <laughs> Uruguayan medical system yeah. uh, because they send all of us to the British hospital. Okay. Um, but yes, I did get sick. And, yeah. and just being sick and not yeah. at home is always a difficult thing, Absolutely. I think. That alone can make you very sad. Yeah. And, so that was definitely, I, I dealt with those emotions, you know, being far away from Elizabeth. But it was, you know, when, when you do the things we talked about, when you talk to each other and make that commitment to, to try and go see each other and budget your time, budget your resources, that, that's going to make the, the long distance easier, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, overall. For yeah. sure. sure. Okay, so we obviously talked just about Sam living in other countries. So (laughs) um, do you have any advice for people that are moving to short, maybe short-term or long-term to another country or traveling to other countries as well? Sure. So um, I guess as kind of a background, I lived in Costa Rica for a month. I lived in Uruguay for five and a half months, and I lived in Spain for a month. Two weeks of that, uh, leading a study abroad trip, and two weeks being a transient backpacker. Um, So I guess overall, it depends on what you want to get out of your time abroad. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go and you want to experience the local culture and get immersed, then that's great, but it's going to take a lot of effort on your part. Um, You know, one of the things that I heard from other Americans when I was in Uruguay was that they were not friendly or didn't want to talk to them, but I also noticed that those same people didn't make any effort to meet people. And so even if it's uncomfortable, even if you don't know exactly what to say or how to do it, you have to just throw yourself into situations. Mm -hmm. So... One of my favorite situations from when I was in Uruguay was going to a restaurant. I'd been wanting to try it, and there was this cook there, and he was very gruff and scary, and I didn't know what to make of him. Um, And ultimately, I go sit down, I order lunch, I start talking to him, and he asked me if I know Anthony Bourdain, and I was like, well... Yeah, I watch his show. Not I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not personally, but I do. And he says, well, I was on Bourdain in the Uruguay episode. And I was like, oh, wow, I'll have to go watch it. And yeah. 
sure enough, there he was for about two seconds on the camera. Um, but his name was Ruben. And so because of that, we struck up a friendship. And, you know, I would, took Elizabeth to meet him when she came down. My mom came to visit. We went and ate there. I had my final meal there. And I would talk to Ruben whenever I'd walk down the street. He would be sleeping in his car on his break when I was walking to school. And I'd always tap on his window, say hey to him. And so those kind of, you know, random experiences that you don't, think about while you're there and that are not always comfortable or easy can end up having a big impact on on Mm -hmm. your trip so throw yourself into the situation if you want that if that's what you want um even if you have to go by yourself which i think is what you did right you start you went there initially by yourself yes Mm -hmm. so that was like we talked about earlier getting through that initial feeling of loneliness of like, oh, wow, where am I by myself? I don't know what to do. I don't know anyone. You know, it's tough to, Mm -hmm. but the easiest thing is just throw yourself out there. Mm -hmm. But uh, another thing, if you want to, more so for traveling abroad for extended periods of time, I think the easiest thing is to either go with a group first or go for a short time mm-hmm. first and get your feet wet. You know, if it's your first time going, traveling abroad, kind of figure out what it's like to get out of the country, to yeah. be somewhere new where you might not speak the language as well as right. you think. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was the biggest thing for me. I went to Costa Rica for two weeks um, and then ended up going back for another two weeks. But that two weeks was monumental in helping me get out of my comfort zone try something new yeah Yeah, i remember like when we went to france um on a little vacation to visit our uh, friends in france who are listening which is great shout out to you charles but i we were super jet lagged first and then we get into bordeaux after like a train ride or something no i think we flew into bordeaux but we get into like the main city where we're staying in our airbnb and it never occurred to me that I needed to learn how to ask them if they speak English. I just mm-hmm. assumed. And then I knew the phrase in French, like, how did you know, probably vous English. And mm-hmm. it worked out. But it, like, it was so frustrating. I remember being, yeah. like, literally culturally shook up about it because I was, like, I am the only American English speaker, right. like, around here. Yeah. yeah, and neither of us, I mean, we didn't learn French, like, in high school or anything. We both took Spanish, so it's like, well, we can, you know, yeah. there's nothing we can do unless they can speak English or Spanish. Right. Well, um, luckily, like, in the west of France, in the southwest, people spoke Spanish because it's on the Spain border, so that actually came that into helps. play a couple times. Yeah. But, like, I can't, like, I can totally understand, like, just being, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's overwhelming such a, It's overwhelming first. at first. Yeah. Absolutely. Have to, you have to get used to it and, like you said, just kind of jump in and figure it out. And there are, I think wherever you go, I mean, there might be some rude people, but you can find nice people that will mm-hmm. help you anywhere. I know we were sitting on the train, and we had gotten stopped, and we didn't know what was going on, and they were making announcements in French, so we didn't know what they were saying, and the people across from us told us what, you know, translated That's for nice. us, yeah. which is so nice because they knew <laughs> they could they tell, could they could look it. at your face. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, we were like wide eyed, like, uh oh, why did the train <laughs> stop? Like, we're not near Paris. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. And then, like, the sweet lady across from us was just like, oh, yeah, delay. Was, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Okay, so transitioning now. Okay. Um, what are some goals or dreams or bucket list items that y'all would want to accomplish in the next few years? Um, that's a great question. I feel like it changes every day. Yeah. Um, I think there are some that to me are never going to change. Like I would like to graduate. (laughs) (laughs) Very old and still haven't graduated yet. Um, I, we got married. That was a bucket list thing for me. I would like to have kids. I mean, I feel like those things are pretty steady. Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing that we kind of been talking about is wanting to go to, um, Israel yeah. And go and do like a tour of anything that was mentioned in the Bible. Go and visit and do that and kind of get a, I don't know, a good depiction of these stories that we've read our whole lives and yeah. see how it could play out. That's so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. so powerful. I can't imagine like standing there and like the Sea of Galilee yeah. Yeah. or like in Bethlehem and Nazareth and just these places and being like, oh, that's where our Lord and Savior like was born. Yeah. That's where he walked. Mm-hmm. That's so humbling. Yeah, I heard, I listened to another podcast, it's That Sounds Fun with Annie F. Downs, if anybody wants to listen to it, but (laughs) she's gone, I think, a couple of times, and she said that um, when you go, somebody explained it to her, like, you read the Bible in black and white, and then once you've gone and seen the places, when you come back and read it, it's like reading it in color. Oh, wow. Because you can really picture it and understand it better, and I thought that was a really cool way to explain it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great. So, anything else? Sorry, um, we kind of interrupted. Yeah, <laughs> what else do you have on your Sam? I mean, I'd hate to just echo exactly what Elizabeth yeah. said, but uh, I graduated, so I don't have that <laughs> much, you know, as most people our age have. Uh, it's Aww. all right, Elizabeth. A million years of school. But, no, I think that's – we're kind of on the same page, which is good. I mean, if – that was Elizabeth's goal, and my goal was to never have kids and, uh, you know, right. live a transient backpacker lifestyle not in Israel, then uh, we we might have more issues, but no. now we're on the same page. Another thing that I really want to do is go to every state together Yeah. And travel to every state, and I keep saying it, and Sam just kind of is like, okay, <laughs> so I don't know if he agrees or not. But this year for our anniversary, which is coming up um, in two weeks from where we're currently recording, we're going to Arizona, and neither of us have ever been. And so it's cool to say that we've traveled to a new place together, Mm -hmm. and we're doing it for the first time together. And um, I'm excited about that, and I hope that we can continue that either for our anniversary or just trips in the future. Because I think it would be so cool to say that you've been to so many new places. And that goes back to the travel. I mean, we have traveled we've had the luxury and the privilege to travel places. Um, but like I went to Uruguay, Sam had already been living there. Like it wasn't like we were experiencing it together for the first time. And I think there, there's such a, a bonding experience going through things together for the first time. And that's kind of like the beauty of marriage. And Mm -hmm. I want to be able to celebrate that every year on our anniversary. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's like experiencing new things together. is one of the, it's like the best thing about marriage in my opinion. Because it's you're with someone you love and care about, and you're doing something new together, and just can step out of your comfort zone, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. Sam. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have bucket list items? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I think, well, we're trying to go to all the baseball state, major league baseball stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been to six so far. And mm-hmm. we went to one with y'all. Yeah. Yes. So that was fun. That was really cool. <laughs> Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I think travel is important. We're planning a trip to Spain sometime in the next year. Mm-hmm. So... Sam will have to tell us some yeah. things to go do There's and a see. Lot. All the tapas. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to go wrong. <laughs> but I think goals, too. I mean, I want to get my master's mm-hmm. um, in the next few years, hopefully. And Oliver's going to fly planes, <laughs> I guess. Um, Maybe have a kid. Yeah. Or two. Yeah, somewhere three, in there. Four. Have some kids. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stop counting wow. now. Oh, <laughs> better in this podcast or you're going to have a dozen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so why do y'all think it's important to have those goals or dreams or mm-hmm. bucket list things? I think it helps keep keep you fresh, keep you driven to, to have an exciting marriage and want to keep experiencing new things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, more on the, you know, like visit a new state, go to Israel, like building towards those big goals or those continuous but very exciting goals keeps your marriage fresh I yeah, mean I yeah. think it's For fun sure. I also think that having goals like kind of gives you motivation to push through when the marriage is hard mm-hmm. like for example, when I'm having to study and I have to stay up really late and I haven't really given Sam any attention all day, you know and I can see that we need together time, but I have responsibilities that I have to do and I'm right. required to do. And so it gives him and myself like both an understanding of you have a goal and you're going to get there, even if it takes a few nights where we yeah. are sad, you know? Sure. Right. And so it gives you motivation and it gives you understanding of what the other person's going through mm-hmm. because you're pushing towards those goals together. You have, you know, we have goals. I feel like that we want to do together, but then we each have individual goals that we want to reach. Mm-hmm. And it gives Sam the understanding and the he sees how he can encourage me because he knows that yeah. I'm struggling towards a goal that's important to me individually. Mm-hmm. And also then you know, like, oh, we're going to Arizona, and then we'll have that undivided attention for right. each sure. other. So it's kind I of think like that's something to look forward to if you have – I mean, if you have something to look forward to, that can change – a lot like oh, you can yeah. change your attitude for sure um, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier today with like going on dates as a married couple you know I said it's been like it's been really a while since Annabeth and I have gone on like a fancy date if you will but then thinking about some of the times when we're just being like one-on-one just mm-hmm. at a restaurant not with friends and really just pouring into each other and yeah, it right. still meets you know the kind of requirement we each need for attention for each other so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some practical ways y'all would say that people can accomplish their goals or bucket list or dreams, yeah. whatever we want to <laughs> title all these, all the things. Objectives. <laughs> um, so I think most of what we mentioned as all having bucket list or goals is kind of like you have to save money, you yes. know, so yeah. try to eat in and, you know, do the typical things that you have to do for saving money, um, but I also think there are kind of private goals that we all have. Like we all want our marriage to be strong. We all want our faith to be strong. And those are things that 
just routine you can get into to make those better. And once those things are better, it's easier for Sam and me to save money to want to go to Israel because we have a bond that we've been working on in our marriage. Absolutely. Sure. So like I, I would say one of my favorite things, and it's so simple, it costs no money, is every night before nine o'clock we get in bed and from nine to ten we watch Chopped. And then we go to bed, you know? Okay. And even if we're not, like, the TV's on, we may not watch it. Some, like, the other night we were humming songs and trying to see if people could guess them, like y'all did on the right. last podcast. Yeah. It was horrible. But we Wait, were, the podcast was horrible? No, our, I was singing The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Right. He got it in within seconds. It was great. But it was so bad. Like, the singing yeah. skills were terrible. <laughs> um, but it was fun, you know? And some nights we were tired and we just lay there and watch TV. And some nights we're laughing and having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, those memories that we've made together make our marriage stronger. So that when I say, Sam, I want to go to Israel, he's like, okay, I'm willing to sacrifice not going out to eat or not buying myself this shirt because he cares about me. Or right. this rugby ball. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, Sam, like, we were watching rugby before recording the podcast today. We've never watched rugby, ever. <laughs> I have watched rugby out alone. Of, out of the blue, Sam is like, I'm just going to buy a rugby ball. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds like a cool idea. He wants to toss it around yeah. in the yard. With Sam <laughs> and me in the backyard throwing the rugby ball back yeah, and forth. So, sounds like around. a great time. But he got the $9 rugby ball instead of the $38 rugby ball. That's, so there's sacrifices. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm constantly sacrificing for the betterment <laughs> of this marriage. But, and we'll, we'll be sure to upload a photo of Sam and Elizabeth with the rugby with ball. The, yeah, a video of them playing. Yes. I actually, I don't know if this is going to happen before or after this podcast comes out, but I thought it'd be fun if y'all did like an Instagram takeover and y'all like got on our Instagram and talked about just show you know show people what your day looks like i would love that yeah y'all would get to see us watching chopped from nine (laughs) to (laughs) ten that's what the people want how romantic (laughs) but i would love to do that yeah so we'll probably do that we'll have to figure out what day i don't know if that'll happen before this comes out or after but yeah it'd be pretty cool sometime around the 15th of january for sure we'll do that so um Y'all, you kind of started talking about this already, but just talk about daily, weekly, monthly rhythms that y'all have that are a priority that help you just get through life, really. Yeah. I think, so we kind of have a big weekly rhythm, which is church activities. (laughs) Um, You know, we go to church on Sunday morning, and then we teach four- and five-year-old Sunday school, which oh is... Gosh. I love that age. You could come... It's you want to come teach four- and five-year-old Sunday school? They sound like they don't love that age like We you do. love the kids. We do. I love every single one of them. They, are, they bring so much joy. But you come home so tired. Oh, yeah. Physically. I'll walk in, and they'll just grab my legs and And make me drag them across the (laughs) filthy ground and they love it and I don't know why but they do but yeah so we we go we teach Sunday school we have a a community group on Sunday night so Sunday is pretty yeah pretty heavy but it kind of ends the week and then gets the week started and in a good way Mm -hmm. sets your mind right points you in the right direction as you head out to, to take on the week. And I think that's really important. I feel like our weeks have maybe gotten more productive or just happy. Or, I don't know. I, I can't really 
put a word on it, but just kind of a general, more positive feeling. Good. Yeah. The yeah. more we've been doing with others mm-hmm. on Sunday as opposed to, you know, just sitting in bed and watching Chop like we will <laughs> yeah. we'll do from time to time. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that that gives us motivation. And I would challenge anybody who is new to a place or isn't plugged into a church. It really takes a lot of motivation mm-hmm. to get that going. I mean, going back to personal goals, I think when we got married, our personal goal together was to get involved in a church and, you know, maintain yeah. that um, that we've done our whole lives, like with our families growing up. And mm-hmm. and that's another yeah. thing you said, just going to another country. That's true about going to a new church, yeah. just throwing, you know, putting yourself out there and getting connected, I think is huge. Yeah. And you it's go started. to a new church in a new country and <laughs> it's, it's a whole, whole new ball game. You thought you knew Spanish until they were screaming scripture yeah, in Spanish. Yeah, when, when you're <laughs> receiving the mass in Spanish uh, and the little Uruguayan child is banging a Tonka truck on the ground behind you, you don't really get to hear what Easter Mass is <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> but either way, it's it started because Sam kind of volunteered us to be in a community group, and I wasn't excited about it. I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I wasn't excited. and. Um, we've now fallen in love with it, you know, and that challenged us to become Sunday school teachers and that challenged us to become front door greeters. And now that has been incorporated into our weekly routine just from getting out of our comfort zone. That kind of brings it full circle back to our, you know, so yeah, I think Sundays are pretty much the only consistent thing on our schedule right now on our schedule. Um, (laughs) So so important, but, and it goes also to me being in school it changes every month is different Mm -hmm. and so like last month we got up early we went on a run every day because I didn't have to be there until nine Sam would get ready and I would fix his lunch Mm -hmm. and it was so perfect and then it's not going to be like that every month and so we're kind of in a phase in life where every month is going to be different and we have to form new routines every month Mm -hmm. and that's okay as long as we're on the same page about what's important yeah and we can have the core rhythms yeah. that help us yeah. string month to month together without losing our mind when something mm-hmm. yeah does change every month yeah I think for us uh, we also go to church every Sunday and we go to Sunday school before and then to the service after usually um, and it's just been so good for us because it gives us something to talk about like Mm -hmm. just every I hate to say this but just in our day-to-day lives like we don't talk about God or theology as much as we should and so going to a church service and we hear the sermon or we read a scripture in Sunday school and then almost every week like we end up talking about that on the ride home at lunch that day and then all throughout the week and it really I mean I don't know, it puts us in a more think, centered, like we're mm-hmm. more centered on Christ during sure. the week. And it gives us a topic about the Bible or about God that we can talk about. Right. And I really, I mean, I really enjoy that. It really recages like our eyes on like mm-hmm. heavenly things and not so much on our temporary establishment here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it's just like we're, some of the stuff is like almost comedy to talk about because we were laughing about if like Mary and Joseph actually had a wedding. You know, if you think about it, it's the Advent season yeah, when we're yeah. currently recording this. But And they did get married, but they weren't married 
when she got pregnant right. and then they had the baby so i'm like did, when when did that happen when did they get married yeah like, like, and of um, course being not like what you would think of a normal wedding today and so yeah. like i'm I don't sure know. it was very different it's just like questions like that it's not super like deep or spiritually deep but it's just fun to think Makes about you, yeah. you know and like it makes the humanity that Jesus brought to us like even more special. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Did y'all have anything else about rhythms or rhythms and priorities? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just chopped and chopped. Ch- church. First, chopped, first chopped, 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 chopped. Second church. <laughs> <laughs> Not in that order. <laughs> No. I think it's good for couples though to have like a show and yeah. I did learn the lesson early on mm. in our engagement and marriage that you don't watch the couple show apart from each other. Yes. I, I totally ruined a show <laughs> for Annabeth and I thought I covered it up by not saying anything and uh, she figured it out pretty mm-hmm. quick when I wasn't paying attention to the TV show. She was like, you've seen this. So I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm sorry. But we worked it out. <laughs> we worked it out, yeah. She was mad for like two days and mm-hmm. we got another TV show. And, you know. Also, I think um, we haven't really done this, but <laughs> it's a good idea. I know... Uh, Mitch and Kimmy on their episode kind of talked about doing the books, seeing who could read more. And I don't know, maybe that's not what you have to do, but maybe just reading a book together and talking Mm -hmm. about it or picking out a book for the other person to read. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, You know, something like that, Mm -hmm. I think, is just throwing an idea out there for you. (laughs) I don't know. That goes back to, like, our date night conversation we were having earlier about, Mm -hmm. like, when you say, do you want to go on a date night? Do you plan it in advance? We're going to dinner, we're going to the right. movie, blah, blah, right. blah. Or is it any time you spend together, you know, you're reading a book together or mm-hmm. you're hanging out, eating dinner together, is that considered a date? Yeah. And I think, you know, for different people, that incorporates into their routine. We don't plan scheduled date nights, really. Right. Very rarely do we do that. But for some people, that's very important, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I would never say that there is a perfect routine for any couple. You have yeah. to figure out what for works sure. for you. And mm-hmm. I think for us all right now, because we don't have kids yet and we both kind of are just at home every night and on the weekends usually. Um, so we always have time together. So I don't feel like we really need to schedule it. Mm-hmm. But I know probably when you start having kids or when you start getting deployed or things like that then it's probably going to be something that we will schedule for sure well and but it's fancy to make reservations it's fun it's fun you know yeah it is um, fun it's a treat but i think like you were saying earlier just in different seasons of life you have to adjust right. and even month to month you have to see what's going on that month and make each other a priority and make going to church a priority you know whatever you're you say are your priorities you have to right make that you know and I think you have to make the other person in the couple's feelings and needs a priority as well like there may be a time where I'm fine and Sam feels distant and I didn't know and he comes and he says we need a date night you know it would be so easy to be like I'm fine I really need to work I don't you know Mm -hmm. but you have to listen when they're telling you what they need to be incorporated into your routine you've got to listen and make the, you know make changes to adjust to what they need. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we've been asking on our first two episodes, 
we is Christmas time, mm-hmm. um, and so we were talking about John three sixteen and seventeen, which really I mean talks about it's I would say it's considered like a Christmas verse or an Easter verse, like mm-hmm. that's when you kind of hear that verse the most. Um, but now it's just January, um, so I, I'll read it again. But I'm gonna ask y'all kind of how do y'all live that verse out all year round? And not just at Christmas time and Easter time. So it says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Mm-hmm. So I, it's one of those verses that, both of these two verses, you've heard your whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like it's very easy to just kind of, oh, great, and brush it off, but... In different seasons of my life, I feel like I pick up on different parts of these verses yeah. and notice what is, you know, important to me right now. And I feel like, to me, um, the most important part is, you know, that anybody who believed in him shall not perish. And anybody. He saved the whole world, mm-hmm. you know. And so anybody that I come in contact with, God gave his son for that person just as much as they did for me. And so I try to work to make sure that any person I come in contact with, I treat them like somebody that God would sacrifice his son for. Mm -hmm. I treat them as somebody that's important, that's worth sacrificing for. And that's really my goal right now is to to make sure that I keep in perspective that we're all saved by the grace of God if we believe in him. Mm -hmm. And it's my job to help others believe in him if possible, but that's only through Christ. Right. Preach. Yeah. So that's where I am right now. Yeah. And it's so easy for us to, we're just so quick to judge people. Yeah. And I hate that. That's kind of our just go-to, and it's so easy to do when, obviously, that verse is kind of saying the opposite. <laughs> like, don't do that. Right. Yeah. Well, and it comes down to, like I mentioned earlier, just always always be thinking. Always think about, like, heavenly mm-hmm. things and just, like, working towards it. It's a conscious effort that every single day to live your life as a Christian and especially a dedicated one and thinking about, you know, what God sending his son actually means mm-hmm. for you, for everyone. So Yeah, and like Annabeth said about the the judgment part, for me it's that second, the 17, he says that God did not send his son into the world to condemn it. And I think it's so easy for us to judge and to condemn because we see so much bad going on around us. And, you know, you watch the news. That's honestly probably one of our routines, too, watching that. WLBT in the morning. Gotta have it. WTVA, Joel Young. Shout out Joel Young, (laughs) our favorite meteorologist. Um, But, you know, you see all these bad things and you just think, you know, so want to be so quick to condemn the world, but that's that's not our job. Mm-hmm. The only thing we can do is try to show people the love of Christ and try to share the hope that comes with knowing Jesus and and hearing the gospel and knowing those truths. And so that that's kind of what mm-hmm. I think about right now when I hear those those two very famous verses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. That's great. So, so good. Yes. Well, this is coming to the end of our podcast. It's about that time. We've enjoyed potting with you, as Sam likes to say. <laughs> uh, I love it. We're love on it. the pod. We're on the pod. <laughs> so we uh, 
We're glad you all listened today, and we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Next episode is coming out on my birthday. It's going to be a special Annabeth's birthday episode, and I'm so excited. See ya. (laughs) Thank you.